0: Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names
1: have been changed to protect the innocent. Broadcasted live. Hey! Hey. Who wants to have some fun?
2: There are balls coming from all over the place.
1: Left field, center field, right field. See, this, this is the kind of
2: thing, quite honestly, right now, that makes you want to see the Chicago Cubs team lose.
1: Now, are you just saying you want to have fun, or do you really want to have fun? It'll be fun. Will the next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out, or get them out of here? You don't live in Cleveland,
3: get
1: in You talking to me? You talking to me?
3: That is the farthest thing in the universe from the truth.
0: Hello everyone live, it's the Dan Scott Show. And right there is your host, Dan
2: Scott. Hi everybody and welcome to episode four of the newly rebranded Dan Scott Show podcast. I am Dan. Good to have you along with us. Hope that since the last time we met in the last week or so that, uh, Things have been going well for you. I know I have been busy. It's that time of year with college football in full swing. And believe it or not, starting to work on the logistics for college basketball season already as I record this podcast episode today. We are just 26 days away from the opener for Furman University basketball. And I think the basketball season at large opens on November the 9th. So it's coming and uh, we're trying to get ready for it. The podcast, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Todaro Pizza on Markley Street in downtown Greenville, South Carolina. If you have never been to this area, you're coming here. It is bucket list type pizza. I promise you it is that good. For those of you in the area, you know how good it is. Uh, the buffet is open again from Sunday through Friday at lunchtime. All you can eat for just $8, bucks, nine fifty with drink, and that is a discount off the drink price. And Dollar Slice Night is back on Wednesdays. As well, beginning at 6 p.m., that is Todaro Pizza. Find them on Facebook at Todaro Pizza Greenville. Same thing on Twitter. This is a very special episode of the podcast, so I want to get to our break and then come back because the entire podcast is going to be spent with a very special guest, a dear friend of mine by the name of Chris Williams. We'll explain why and let you hear our hour-long interview when we come back in just a moment.
4: When it's time for a new mortgage or refinance, finding someone with a proven track record of both success and customer service can be an issue. Scott Fowler of Guaranteed Rate is the solution to
2: both problems. Scott has helped thousands of clients achieve their home ownership dreams for over two
4: decades and has been recognized as a top 1% originator in the U.S. by both Mortgage Executive Magazine and Scotsman Guide. And about that customer service,
2: 96% of Scott's customers say they would use him again. Take advantage of the incredibly low finance rates while you can. Let Scott and his team guide you through the process, start to finish. Call today, 864-915-8779. Again, that's 864-915-8779.
4: Or find out much more online at www.rate.com slash Scott Fowler. Scott Fowler and Guaranteed Rate. Hey friends, Booty Catherine here, native of Greenville, an eight-time competitor on NBC's American Ninja Warrior. And I want to tell you about Motive School of Movement, our new ninja and parkour gym right here in Greenville, where we are teaching movement and functional fitness to people ages five and up and of every ability and skill level, and they're loving it. We've got families that work out together, kids that leave the gym sweating and tired who can't wait to come back. We've even got a 62-year-old member taking adult parkour classes. And if you've got a child who would enjoy a Ninja Warrior-themed birthday party, we're your place. Together with Brett and Grace Sims and Bob Reese, we've created Motive School of Movement in an incredible facility located just behind Haywood Mall on Webb Road. Stop by and see us in person or take a virtual tour at motivemovement.org. That's motivemovement.org. Or just search Motive School of Movement or call us at 864-775-4844. That's 864-775-4844.
3: The power of choice is a game changer in any walk of life, and insurance coverage is no different. Dana McMahon and Goose Head Insurance give you that power. With over 80 insurance carriers to shop, Dana finds the best coverage at the best price. How successful is he? Goosehead's client loyalty score is more than double that of traditional agencies, and the local agency in Taylor's has a 97.8% customer satisfaction rating. Goosehead specializes in home and auto insurance, but offers all lines of personal coverage. And Goosehead's cutting edge technology speeds up the quote process. Find out how much you can save on insurance today. Call Dana McMahon at Goosehead Insurance, 864-626-6745. That's 864-626-6745. Or visit www.goosehead.com. That's Dana McMahon and Goosehead Insurance dan scott
2: here for the atlanta bread company what do i like about atlanta bread well too much to mention in a short commercial but here are a few things bread baked daily fresh on site a tremendous selection of soup sandwiches and salads seasonal special additions to the menu delicious hot coffee and a bevy of other drink options and yeah can't forget about the baked sweet goodies dine in or carry out and when you have the atlanta bread company app you can order and pay online then breeze past the lines to the pickup counter to get your food Experience it for yourself. That's the Atlanta Bragg Company, Cherrydale Point in Greenville.
4: Let me tell you something, Cowboy. This rookie can really bring the heat. He's smoky and spicy with a Chipotle style all his own. It's a new Montgomery and Chipotle barbecue sauce. sauce. Make it a part of your home team. Available now at your neighborhood grocer or online at scentsyfavorites.com.
2: Episode 4 of the Dan Scott Show podcast. I am Dan. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are available everywhere that you can get a podcast, and I mean virtually everywhere. So find it, share it, like it, interact with us. You can leave comments wherever you get the podcast, or you can email me, thedanscottshow at gmail.com, thedanscottshow at gmail.com, and we very, very much want to hear your opinion about how you think we're doing Maybe some interviews you would like for us to do and uh, just your general thoughts on the podcast itself. About three, maybe four years ago, I had the pleasure of facilitating a very important conversation with my good friend Chris Williams, who at the time was the athletic director at Southern Wesleyan University. Chris and I have known each other for years. He is uh, one of the, the best Christian men that I know He is a former college athlete. He has been a coach, an administrator, athletic director, has done it all primarily at the Division II level and and did something that kind of contributed to what we ended up talking about that day and are going to revisit on today's podcast, but transitioning Southern Wesleyan University from an NAIA school to an NCAA Division II school and the five-year process and the mental toll. That took on him, among other aspects of his job. When we had that first conversation uh, for a video show that I was doing at the time, that handful of years ago, it was the first time Chris had ever talked about publicly his being diagnosed with clinical depression and anxiety. And I thought it would be a good idea for us to follow up now, see how he's doing, what he's learned, how he is moving forward. And answer a a very important question that I think is probably on the minds of a lot of people because you're hearing more and more about mental health and mental illness in the news today and more and more in the athletic world. It has become headline-making stuff here in in the last few months or, or even longer than that. But, you know, we're trying to use this podcast besides talking about sports to also look at things from a Christian perspective and and for me to to share what Jesus has done in my life and and things along those lines. So the question comes up and it came up to Chris and we talk about it in this episode. How can a Christian, someone who is supposed to be full of the joy of Jesus Christ? How can a Christian be diagnosed with clinical depression and anxiety? How does that work? Chris has a very very real rubber meets the road answer to that question and much more. It's a wide ranging interview. We go for just over an hour. So sit back, relax, listen to what Chris has to say, and we'll be back on the other side of it to transition you to the end of the podcast. But here is my conversation with my dear friend and brother in Christ, Chris Williams. Our guest today has, has been a longtime friend of mine, Um whether he wants to admit it publicly or not. Uh, But Chris Williams is the former athletic director at Southern Wesleyan University and is now uh, making the world unsafe for people who love to live dangerously uh, by uh, building zip lines and climbing apparatuses or apparati, whatever the the plural of that would be. And uh, it's always good to get a chance to catch up with him, even though occasionally I kick him without meaning to. Uh, But we're here to talk about a, a number of things, but specifically to follow up on a conversation we had three, maybe four years ago when he spoke publicly for the first time about a battle with depression. And uh, since mental health has obviously been in the in the news and and on the minds of a lot of people throughout the last 18 months or so with COVID-19 running rampant across the country, Thought it'd be a good opportunity to catch up, follow up, see how he's doing now, and remind him of how just desperate one has to be to be a Cubs fan. <laughs> Chris, how are you, my friend?
0: I was really good until you brought the Cubs up. And usually, for the last couple of years, I've been able to kind of give it to you, uh-huh. being a Reds fan, that we were superior. We being the Cubs, so I have now said them as the Cubs because we've <laughs> sold everyone off, and. Um,
2: well, I, you know, I I, I got to correct you on something. I, I, there there is no circumstance, including a World Championship in 2016, where a Cubs fan can be superior to anybody. <laughs> okay. I, I like you, despite the fact that you're a Cubs fan. Well. We could
0: argue about this nonstop, and and we usually do yeah. when we get together. And so, but right now I got nothing to say. Like we we're horrible. <laughs> we are back, like we talked earlier. We're back to being the maybe even the lovable losers. I don't know. Well, and, and I don't love them, but we're losers.
2: And, and this comes from obviously a, a fan of a team that's had I think now eleven winning seasons since nineteen ninety. So yeah, uh, yeah. You, you know, I, I I you guys I,
0: aren't awesome either. I,
2: I kid because I care a little bit. <laughs> How are you? It's good to see you.
0: I'm good, I, and uh, I'm I'm glad to see you. It's been it's been too long. We, for a while there, we were able to connect, and and I think just life circumstances have have kept us apart.
2: Well, we both live in the same general area, you know, right. right? Right outside of of Clemson in, in the central South Carolina area, but my life. Work life has me over here in, in Greenville at right. Furman University, pretty much on a daily basis. So while I live there and I go to church in Seneca, in the other direction, my work life is all over here and, and of course on the road during the broadcasting thing. So, but that's no excuse. I need to be better about you do maintaining conversation. Thank you for <laughs> for reminding me of that. But uh, the family is, is well. You you have been inundated with weddings, basically, what I've yeah. seen on, on social media.
0: Every couple of years, it seems as though. So I've got, as everyone knows, five kids, and I do know how it happened. And so we have, yes, been – we've got three of them married off. We've got the two what we call the little boys, air quotes. Uh, now a senior in high school and a sophomore in high school. So, yeah, life just continues to go, and um, – we're grandparents expecting a third here soon. But yeah, this this spring it was life, it was all about the wedding. So them our daughter got married in the end of May, and so everything revolved around that as all weddings do.
2: Now, is it one daughter and four sons?
0: Uh three three sons, two three daughters. Three
2: sons, two daughters. So so you have had to pay for two weddings basically. Yeah. Yeah so, yeah, so you and I are in the same boat but you what, know, I, what I'm getting at. Yeah,
0: you know how it is with kids, too. Like, do you really ever stop paying? No, you don't. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. My because parents are still paying for me, so.
2: Bo- both of my daughters, when they come to our house, they they treat us as a grocery store. They shop in our fridge and our freezer and our <laughs> cabinets and to take bags of stuff out when they go. And I'm like, what happened? Yeah, you know, yeah. you, Go you're, home. You're, you're, you're working. You, you have jobs. Yep. You know, yeah. Stop taking my food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe
0: bring me something.
2: Yeah, you you took mine for eighteen, <laughs> twenty years, or however long you were in the house. Twenty two years with college and everything. Go away. <laughs> Leave the grandchildren for a couple hours, and then come and get them and take them away. But uh, no, it, it's it, it's it's good. Life is good, and I'm glad to hear things are are going well with you. When life is good, so I have hair now. Which you can't see
0: on the on the broadcast, and your half of yourself.
2: Yeah, almost. I've yeah. lost. I've lost about 180 pounds.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, like kudos to you.
2: And I don't know which is more important because I used to. I used to tell one of my friends who is a cardiologist guy I graduated with. He's a cardiologist in in Huntington, West Virginia, which in one sense is scary because we we went to school together from junior high on, so I really know a lot about this guy. <laughs> But he, he's a great cardiologist, Daniel Snavely. Love you, pal. Um, but I used to tell him, because he started going bald early, and, and he would gig me about you know my weight, and I would yeah. say, yeah, I can lose weight. You ain't growing any new hair, pal. <laughs> well, But, but you so have. I, maybe I turn that around. You have grown yeah. hair. So
0: for 20 years of living here in the South, moved here in, I believe, 04 uh, from New York. Mm-hmm. So in 04, 05, or 03, 04, let's get the years right. I had bet the team I was coaching at the time, you can't win this many games in a row, which was six. And it would have culminated in a tournament championship, blah, blah, blah. So I bet the ladies. I said, and if you do, you can shave my hair off, thinking this will never happen. And at the time, I loved my hair. Mm -hmm. Like Man, I had good hair. And um, it happened, (laughs) right? And this is when my Emma, who just got married this past May... I don't even remember how old she was. So let's say she was five. We go underneath the the gymnasium after the big win, and and everybody's gathered around, and they've the ladies have got the razor out, and they're ready to buzz. And they do. And Emma goes, no! Right? Well, I haven't had hair in 20 years. So everyone down here in the South has seen me with the basically blade, mm-hmm. you know, one, number one, um, haircut which was super simple. You get up, you spit on your hand, and you rub it across your head. Right, exactly. Good to go. Well, when the pandemic hit and the transition of jobs, my wife said, well, who do you have to impress? Grow your hair out. Let's see if you can do it. So I did. And so now I can walk around town, and if you have a mask on, it's even harder, as everyone knows. But I can walk around town, and people look at me like, I think I know that guy, but
2: he's got hair. Well, you remember... Last year, you yelling at me in a Walmart, and you were wearing a mask, yeah. and, and I did not recognize you with the mask
0: yeah. and the hair. Well, and I was yelling Stud Muffin across the way. Yeah. well so I, I, don't, when I, another, I didn't know in, if you knew that was your nickname or not.
2: Well, another guy yelling that, I try to ignore it and, <laughs> and, and, and move on, but that's another story for another time. Um, all, all, all kidding aside, it, it, it's good to to laugh and and joke and and to see you in in this kind of mood because I I know from what you told me, obviously I haven't lived it. I wasn't with you on a day-to-day basis, but I I know the the way that you bared your soul with me and the conversation that that we had, as I say, three or four years ago when you spoke publicly for the first time about your depression. I'm just thinking for people who who haven't heard that story <clears throat> that, that that maybe if if you could give us just a little bit of a of a recap about how you got there and and, and how you've been able to come through it and we'll expand on that last part sure. obviously later on. But how, how did how did you get to the point where you recognized that you needed help? Well I I to
0: quickly just to go back, I, I think that circumstances some genetics, and also being male and career-driven, all were reasons why I found myself to be diagnosed clinically depressed. Mm-hmm. And then along with that, having high anxiety. Um, I think we realized it finally. It, it had been a couple years of kind of feeling like, what is wrong with me? Um, <clears throat> you become sleep-deprived. Um, because you would lay in bed and just constantly think about all the things that you should be doing or that you didn't do, but also um, you would you would also start to become paranoid. You know who's who's wondering if I didn't do that well enough. You would you would do that to yourself. So that whole what I'm gonna call spin cycle happened for about two years, and then finally culminated in. A crash, and walking into my at the time VP's office and saying I can't do this anymore. Um, You know, and and we all know athletics is a is a job that is sometimes very thankless, Um, and you can end up working way too many hours, and they're weird hours. So you're you're there early and you're there late, and then you're back in early, Mm -hmm. right? And and then also just the pressures of small college athletics, where you're trying to You know, maybe in a smaller scale here, we're sitting at in Furman's uh, the Paladin Stadium here. That you know, there's pressure to bring in money and revenue and um, exposure to your university, and and even at in my situation, it was it was about tuition dollars and how many student athletes can you bring in. And you even when you do well, you have to do better, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then pile on your ego and wanting to win and all of that. so all those things added up to um, maybe the lowest point in my life that I ever hit. And and w- you and I talked back then that I'm usually a very upbeat, positive person, and I found myself I had become very dull and trapped by my circumstances, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to get
2: out. For people who know you and, and the, the job that you did at Southern Wesleyan University. Um, And for those who don't know, one of the things, and and maybe the crowning achievement uh, of Chris's tenure there, was guiding the school through the process of transitioning from an NAIA school to an NCAA Division II university. And and that was about a five-year process from start to finish with a lot of bumps in the road and and we probably don't have time to to go through all that but but it it was it was a process that I know took a lot of time energy blood sweat tears all of that before it finally happened and it was a great achievement having said that how much of what you ended up going through and where you ended up can you tie directly to that process
0: looking back on it now almost two years away from it in a day-to-day capacity. I I think that those circumstances really were the the thing that pushed it Mm -hmm. over the edge. I think it wasn't the 100% factor because depression runs in my family. Mm -hmm. And so I have to give some of the, I'm going to say credit to that. Um,
2: yeah, interesting use of words, Doctor right, Freud. Right, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but also I'm male, and I think that if if we're honest, um, we put so much pressure on ourselves as males, and and the beat down in our society too, um, expectations. You're always trying to live up to something that's not real, mm-hmm. and so that's part of it. But yeah, I I would say the even in that setting. And what I now see as the bubble, there there was a lot of pressure and some of it was my own, putting my own pressure on myself to succeed because if we talked earlier, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it to the best of my ability Mm -hmm. and I want everybody else's experience to be as awesome as mine is in that moment. And so, yes, I would say that it it attributed to a, a large scale amount of the depression.
2: One of the things that, I have made it a mission of mine to do in the, the rebranding of the podcast. Is yeah, we're still talking a lot of sports, uh, but to, to do more of using it as a platform to share my faith in Christ and, and, and to, to try and help others through, through this platform, through the podcast. Uh, when it comes to to sharing Christ and, and what he's done in my life and and what he can do for other people the the question that I have heard and I know you've heard this because you're you're a believer uh, you're a Christian how can a Christian get depressed yeah how how how, how is that possible if, if you have this this, life that is supposed to be full of, of, of joy and, and you have someone who walks with you step by step uh, as, as Jesus does, it, and we know that. How is it possible for a Christian to, to get to the point where they are diagnosed with clinical depression? But it's a lot more common than I think people realize.
0: Well, it's because I'm human. And it's funny
2: how that works, isn't
0: it? Yeah, and I'm, I'm fallen. I'm not perfect. And just because well, was, just because I have the label of a Christ follower or Christian doesn't mean that there's not going to be things that I have to overcome, work through. Um, what I have found is I can't do it by myself. Mm-hmm. And that was where I needed to get to because I, I'm very stubborn to say, well, I can do this. So I'm that guy that I'm not going to ask for directions. So... If My wife's listening. I I am not going to stop and ask the question. We're just going to keep figuring it out. Um, So that egotistical drives me. Um, I I think, though, I had to come to the realization that I needed counseling. uh, I needed medication. I needed time away. I found that I needed change, Mm -hmm. um, even in what I was doing in my career. And then, yes, to all of my church friends, I needed Jesus too. Though I would say I had him, I needed maybe to be refocused, re-energized. Um, but I needed all the other things as well. well and, and, and God put those things into place. And
2: and that's where I was going with, with the follow-up statement for for people who don't have... Christ in their lives, people who, who don't understand what it's like to, to, to do the Christian walk. And again, I, I can get into a lot of theology here, and, and one of the, the pet peeves I've had is, is the people who like to preach the prosperity gospel, that when you give your life to Christ, everything's going to be fine, all your problems are going to be solved, you're not right. going to have any money, right. worries, you're never going to get sick, which we know is bull. Right, absolute, unmitigated, as Colonel Potter would say, on mash, bull cookies, <laughs> monkey muffins. <laughs> um, the, I forgot where I was going with this when you start talking about mash. No, but but the bottom line is seven is and
0: seven thirty on the CW. Yes,
2: sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> a, a, as hard as it is for for people outside of Christ to understand, He will use circumstances like this to bring you closer to him, to refocus you on him, and to refocus your priorities, because what I'm hearing from you, and we've had this discussion before, your priorities had gotten completely out of whack, and and this is a way that he said, all right, it's time to refocus. So let's talk about that.
0: Yeah. Right? So so two years ago, uh, my wife and I made a decision that it was time to step away from college athletics Mm -hmm. uh, as the career. And so I use the term loosely. I retired from college athletics after nearly 30 years of being in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, and that was that was a combination of being a student athlete, a coach, and an administrator. You know, as a director of athletics, and all the things in between. And so that was a bubble or a season of life, as one of my good friends, uh, Dwayne Agard, who's who's now former AD himself and now teaches in sports admin in Catawba, would say um and we transitioned and that was a scary time because here I am 50 years old 50 plus years old I've worked in an industry for 30 years I've worked in Christian higher ed which is an even smaller bubble mm-hmm. for that whole amount of time and I thought who's going to hire me like w- and what can I do and so then doubt creeps in again right and I and I thought well here I go again like here's change. Well, opportunity started to come. And so I I actually joined my brother-in-law's company. It's called Vertical Engineering. I still work for them today as their executive director. And I took my skill set of maximizing and selling a vision and building something and help them move their business from A to B to where I feel like we, over the last two years, have been able to maximize and improve upon what was already an outstanding business, mm-hmm. but also now to to really rebrand it, to get it out there, so people are now calling us instead of having to, you know, really drum business up, and it it's going well.
2: And you can keep talking. I'm not going to charge you for the advertising plug. Yeah. So, so you you just yeah, Thank keep going.
0: you. Vertical Engineering. Check us out. Theveeteam.com. <laughs> so, uh, but what what has happened, Dan, is that you know, I used to work 60 hours a week, mm-hmm. uh, easy. And it was nights, and it was every Saturday. I now have opportunities. And I'm not saying I don't work for vertical engineering. I do. But because of the style of work that I've done in the past, I can get stuff done. And that's not bragging. That's just I had to, I had to work that it's way. Get your skill set. Yes. And, and so, boom, let's get that done, and now I'm on to this one. Um What has happened is God has has now given opportunities during this two-year transition window of my life to do things that I never or I couldn't figure out how to get into my life because I didn't have the time or the energy, Mm -hmm. frankly. So now there's these things that have popped in that I'm choosing to do that are adding value to my life providing joy to my life and some of the things i'm going to tell you you're going to be like well how in the world does that bring <laughs> you joy but it's also adding value to my community so here's a great example i now volunteer at the local funeral home yes the funeral home and it's weird and it, and i i'll give you a little insight i don't i really don't like dead people like they it scares me but I love the fact that I can go to my local funeral home and I can be, they call you the the associate, funeral home associate. And as people walk in to either view, see the family, or be part of the ceremony, the celebration of life, that I can help them feel a little bit more comfortable walking into a building that nobody wants to walk into. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like even me as the volunteer, I don't really want to walk in there. it's weird. I find great joy, one, in being part of that team, providing that service to the community. I find great joy in um, meeting a family or a group of people who are walking in and consoling them in their time of grief. And I also find great joy in being the honorable one to be able to roll or transport your loved one to their final resting place. Mm -hmm. That sounds so weird. And I never would have thought that this would be something that would be an opportunity, but yet it is. And it has, it has added so much vitality to my life again that I feel charged. I feel uh, like there's more purpose to my life. And,
2: and it's interesting as I'm listening to that because that's something that only God could orchestrate, I mean, how else can you explain somebody who has been battling clinical depression and anxiety getting joy out of helping other people in an area where depression runs rampant because they just lost a loved one? It's like God said, you're in this situation, you need to refocus on me, I'm going to help you get through this and then I'm going to put you back Mm -hmm. almost in a similar situation Mm -hmm. so you can take what I've done for you and now help other people.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And then so another example of an opportunity, um, I felt a calling to reach out to some of my former colleagues, in particular my high school ADs. And so there's a high school within five minutes of my house, and I reached out to the AD and said, listen, like, One, I need you to know I don't want your job. they have done it. I don't need to do that. However, I now have some time due to my change in circumstances, and I would love to be able to take some things off your plate, if you would allow me to, and give you a better experience. Maybe you get home a little earlier and allow me to do some things for you, serve you in this way. And so I've been able to uh, work with the Daniel football team and do play-by-play Online during the pandemic when they can only have I can't remember the number a thousand people in their stands, so we're helping the community to be able to hear and watch the game mm-hmm. we're We're providing a little bit of revenue from lost ticket sales and hopefully we've added more value to that athletic director and and uh, to say it to him or her, you know you're doing a great job, just let me help a little bit here.
2: The other thing I'm hearing it's like guys who retire, and their wives get tired of them being around the house she <laughs> she wants you gone you know you you're, uh, you're not gonna you know you've been out of the house for thirty yeah, years yeah. You're, you're not gonna be hanging around here messing up my system pal
0: well <laughs> so that's a funny story so I so for a vertical engineer I work from home right and so my wife actually and my kids help we converted an old bedroom into an office space and it's a great space mm-hmm. right so my wife now is an online adjunct professor for a number of different universities and and uh so we share the space, right And so yeah there's times she's like, you know you you really just need to go <laughs> And I, I go no 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 this is my space. you're renting space from back here, right
2: and, and who's gonna win that argument
0: yeah I so I end up going to the funeral home or I'm <laughs> down at Daniel or uh, so so another opportunity Dan is that um, and you can't see me but I I've got a pretty good tan going and people are like, man, you must be playing a lot of golf. And when people would ask me that before as an athletics director, I I was like, I haven't played golf in months, right? Mm -hmm. That's the last thing I want to do. I just want to go home and lay on the couch after the week's over, finally. Well, now my dad will call and he'll say, hey, let's go play golf. So we head out the Falcon's Lair, which is now called something, I can't remember the name of it now. Windsor at Wahala. And we play nine holes. And we're back within two hours. I'm back home. And I've played golf with my dad. Things that I couldn't have done before because Mm -hmm. of my schedule, the expectations of my work, took me away from the very things that I really wanted to do but had no energy uh, and those are the things that kept piling up, right? And so now I'm able to do those things, and it's actually adding life back into me. It's recharging me, and I'm actually choosing to do more things, and I'm juggling more things now than I ever have. But what I would tell you is that I'm back. And what's Greeny say? Mike Greenberg he goes back, and better than ever.
2: We're visiting with Chris Williams, the former athletic director at Southern Wesleyan University. And now, what, what's your official title at Vertical Engineering?
0: Well, they call me the boss. I'm technically not the boss. Right. I'm the executive director.
2: Executive director of Vertical Engineering. And just um, this, this kind of revisiting conversation we had uh, a few years back when he spoke publicly first time uh, about his uh, battle with uh, clinical depression and anxiety. And uh, we're doing it here on this edition of the Dan Scott Show podcast. I think this is episode 4 since the rebrand um all these things I'm hearing are are wonderful and 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 I I can see obviously a a difference in you the the question begs though with 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 you and you just used the term you're juggling all these things are you concerned about putting too much on your plate and, and finding yourself drifting back in the other direction
0: and I have to do a constant assessment. Uh, are these things that are adding to my life?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: what's sucking me back down? And, and so have I defeated clinical depression and anxiety? No. I think it's going to be part of my life every day. Like, I'm going to have mental health illness every day so I don't have a day where I celebrate no it's every day it's a battle and I have to get up every morning and I have to speak it into existence today is going to be a great day because in my mind what depression and anxiety and paranoia and whatever you're dealing with these are the things I'm dealing with they tell me today is going to be horrible I can't believe all the things I have on my plate I have to do this, which all of that to use your guy's term is bull, right? I was able to open my eyes and suck air. I should be thankful. Number one, God has allowed me to live another day mm-hmm. and and working at the funeral home really reminds you of that okay <laughs> in a in a weird way. And then two, the things that are on my plate like. This morning, got up, took my son. Uh, we did a basketball workout together. He goes to school. I drive up here. I could have been like, oh, man, I got a 45, 52-minute drive to see Dan. Instead, it's like, I get to go see my buddy Dan, and we get
2: to talk. Which is unusual what most people feel about coming to see me. It's usually the other <laughs> way. Oh, I got to go talk to that guy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so it's really you, you have to continually
0: – Speak it into existence, and people think that's weird, and it is, but try it. I thought this is the weirdest thing, and I learned it in counseling, which I thought counseling was for people who couldn't handle anything with their life. Mm -hmm. It turns out you just need a little bit of coaxing and help.
2: How does that jive, though, with... Your faith, because again, you go back to what I was referencing a short time ago, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's the prosperity gospel or whether it's all the self-help books that you find out there, and, and they, they, they teach a lot of, to a certain degree, what you're talking about there. So how do you reconcile that, that speaking it into being, so to speak, on a daily basis with your Christian faith?
0: Well, I I try to say also to be thankful for what I've been given. I'm not doing all of these things, but at the same time, I have a responsibility in my day-to-day to to have a a good attitude about it and to continue to walk through and to shine Jesus through the things that I do through the day. But if I get up and I'm grumpy about it, then I don't know that he's going to be too pumped about that. And I'm not saying I'm awesome at this, but it's what I try to do each day. Mm -hmm. And... I was actually even tweeting it out, so it puts a little bit more pressure on you, right? Like, hey, today's a great day to have a great day. So let's talk a little bit about the counseling. God put this man, who's my counselor, and I'm not sure if I should say his name or not, but he's awesome. And he has developed a relationship with me, which has also strengthened my relationship with Christ to be able to allow me then to reconnect in a better way, a healthier way, even with my Lord and Savior through counseling, Mm -hmm. right? I also go to a men's group, and I'm the young guy in there at 50, and it's amazing to me that we come together, share stories about our own clinical depression and anxiety from all different walks, and when we leave there, we feel stronger together which I think is the community aspect of what God wants us to be a part of, is that we're all carrying each other's baggage and encouraging each other to keep going forward.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, And if somebody falls or stumbles, I got somebody there who's ready to help me. In fact, I have multiple people. And so I, 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 would, I don't know, I shoot it down and go, I think this is how God wants me to live in my imperfect life in my struggles. He wants me to continue to draw people into me and encourage me. And at the same time, I'm trying to do that for myself mm-hmm. um, and do that for others.
2: Well, and, and the, the point that I think that we have to make sure that we get across here is that your relationship with Jesus Christ is the baseline for all of this other stuff, that, that it's because of Him that you're able to do these other things. And, and as you're sitting there talking about speaking this stuff, uh, the, the first thing to flash into my mind, and this is you know, generationally where I go, but I think to Al Franken's Saturday Night Live character, you're not sitting in front of a mirror saying, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and, and doggone people it, people like me. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that That's not what this is. No. No. And you, you, you can't be...
0: You can't be Pollyanna about it. Right. Right. Not everything's not going to be awesome. It's not. But there's a lot of stuff that is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I would rather live in that than to live in all the negativity. Dan, there is enough negativity in the world that I don't need to put more in my head. Like, I'm going to turn on the radio when I go home, I'm going to listen to a certain radio station. And I'm going to hear a lot of negativity, especially from football people, fans, who've never played football, who have all the answers.
2: Internet coaches are undefeated, by the way.
0: Yes. And I, I turned it off. I turned it off. Does that mean I'm Pollyanna and all of those issues of the certain team that is in town that I would really like to be playing better? All their stuff didn't go away. But I don't need to keep filling my head and my heart with all of that stuff. You
2: know, just because we're sitting on Furman's campus, you're allowed to use you're allowed to use <laughs> okay. that, that team's name. You, okay. you can say Clemson. The Tigers. It, it's the okay. Tigers. There you go. Um, it, you know, I, I was I went to breakfast this morning uh, with with my my dear friend Ron Smith, the former baseball coach here at Furman, who's going through his own very, very difficult situation with his wife right now, and it's just a, a chance for us to catch up for a short period of time. But on the way back, I flipped it on my, my Sirius uh, XM to Family Talk channel, and Focus on the Family was on. And I heard something, and I was literally in the process of, of typing out a, a Facebook post when you messaged me and told me you were here, so I didn't get to finish it. But the, the, the speaker said... Nowhere in the Bible does God call us to be true to our feelings. God calls us to be true to Him, true to Jesus Christ. And, and I think what happens a lot of times we get so wrapped up in our feelings that we can well, we can get lost mm-hmm. in, in, in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. But both both theologically and, yeah. and, and humanly, we can find ourselves lost and, and and that's hard for people to overcome to to it, it in one sense it doesn't matter how i feel because if the truth of scripture is what it is then that's what i have to believe mm-hmm. and i i just heard that this morning and, and that really resonated with me
0: so i this may not be 100% where you're going with it <clears throat> but it. I, see I don't that know if I'm as... going anywhere
2: with it. It just seemed to fit.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to see if this fits. I see that as we all have a calling. I have to choose to walk down that
2: path. Whether you feel like it or not.
0: Right. And I feel as though, now I can't, I can't say I feel, mm. I believe that God has called me to be part of his kingdom, And so I've accepted that, Mm -hmm. and I rejoice in that. And and there's a lot of Christian words. I find great joy in those things. But as a human, I still have skill set. I still have desires. I still have things I want to do. And I think that if you find your calling and you go down that path, I think he puts things in your way, one, to test you, but more importantly, I think he gives you the word I used earlier, opportunities, mm-hmm. to then use your skill set, or in Christian world, we'll say talents, to do what? To bring him more honor and glory. Now, do you get some of that too? Yes. Yes. But that's where your calling becomes you're following after him, you're chasing after him, and then he puts all of these opportunities in your way. And man, I'm not smart enough to do all that stuff, but I still keep stumbling into all of these things, and I'm finding there's more and more opportunities that are given to me every day. Um, So here's a great example to go down that road. Two years ago, my daughter takes me to a concert for King and Country. If you've never listened to these guys, I would encourage you to do so. It's a great family story. It's two brothers from Australia moved to Nashville, and now they've hit it big. Why they resonate with me is they sing a lot. Their lyrics are a lot about the struggles, the adversity um, in our lives. A lot of it to do with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And their songs bring you hope. They they give you a realistic understanding that we all seem to struggle with something and that there is someone who can pull you out of your despair and set you on a new path, and that ultimately you will find joy, which is where I want to live. I want to live in joy. I found, and here's one of their songs. It's called Run Wild. And some of the lyrics go like this, Don't you want to run wild, live free love strong you and me you're a lion full of power who forgot how to roar you're an eagle full of beauty but you can't seem to soar you return to the garden where we were first made whole will you turn to the one who can liberate your soul don't you want to run wild and live free that's how I want to live and so I, I ended up at the concert Sunday night what's that called, Bon Secours Center, mm-hmm. whatever that's the called. The well. The well. And I'm standing there, and God reminded me through these lyrics when they started singing this song that I was the lion who forgot how to roar. And in athletics terms, I felt him hitting me on the butt, as inappropriate as that might be in church. And he said, get back in the game. That's what he's done for me over the last 2 years is he's he's encouraged me, he's pushed me forward, he's put opportunities boom 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 and I just keep walking into them and he continues to add joy and I'm finding my roar again. Live wild. Live free. Love strong. You and me.
2: It's pretty good stuff.
0: It's sweet. Yeah. It's sweet. Who doesn't want that? But yet we find ourselves filling our head and our hearts and our souls with all this other crap. And I'm choosing to try to delete that stuff. I'm even telling my friends on Facebook, if you keep retweeting those stories about that, I'm out. I'm blocking you. And he's like, no, you would never do that. yes, I will because I'm trying to protect my soul because I want to run wild, live free, love strong, you and me
2: a choice that everybody has to make a lot of people seem to be happy in their misery and 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 the the more drama they can be involved in the that that seems to be the only way some people can function And, and I have noticed myself here of late kind of doing the same thing you know cut that out of your life and focus more on um, what's important. Focus on, on. The th- I won't even say on the things you can control, because ultimately God is the one who's in control. Try to focus on Him. Let Him take you where He wants you to go. And, and are you going to run into negativity? Are you going to run into stumbling blocks? Are you going to run into to pain and all of those things? Absolutely. Yes. You absolutely are. But I think what, if we don't get anything else across here, with Christ as the basis of your life, you're not going through it alone. <clears throat> and one of the things that we, we have been talking about recently in some of the messages I've heard and, and listened to, and I'm, I'm listening to a series with David Jeremiah now, and, and one that he just wrapped up on Elisha. The, the, the truth of the matter is that God does not always deliver you from the circumstance but he will always be with you through the circumstance. Sometimes he will. Sometimes he'll remove the mountain. But sometimes you're going to have to climb that mountain, or sometimes you're going to have to go right, you're going to tunnel right through it. But he's always going to be there.
0: Yep. Yep. And I get to choose, even in the midst of my depression and anxiety, which hasn't left me, mm-hmm. how I'm going to cope with it, how I'm going to get on with my day and try to be positive, uplifting, and have a joy-filled day. That is so much better than where I was, which was just downtrodden, tired, and I'll say it this way: without joy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live there, and I I have a responsibility to choose that and to not fill my my heart, my head, and my soul with all the other stuff. Is it going to hit me? Yes, but it's how then do I react? and keep filling myself with all the other
2: stuff. Chris Williams is our guest on this edition of the Dan Scott Show podcast, former athletic director at Southern Wesleyan University. And catching up uh, three, four years after we first talked and his first public talk back then about battling clinical depression and anxiety. And um, the, the, the thing that, that I love to see, Chris, is part of your calling is your willingness to publicly talk about this to make yourself vulnerable? <clears throat> excuse me to to use it in a way, hopefully, to help other people. And that's your testimony. You know my testimony, and and the things that that I share publicly, and the things that my wife, nine and a half years later, has to sit and listen to me share publicly mm-hmm. about the knucklehead. She gets too about the knucklehead that I was. Yeah, I think now she gets to. Yeah. It used to be she had to early <laughs> okay. on, but but now, now she gets to. Yeah. You're right. Uh, the, the, yeah, because look where
0: you are today. The, the
2: change the change of my life. And, and back in March, I, I, I had one of the great joys of my life. I went back to my home church in West Virginia, small church, and my dad pastored for 37 years, and now is pastoring again, came out of retirement because they needed some help. And I spoke and I, I shared my testimony with in front of uh, a lot of people who were there as I was growing up in that church, who, who knew me from the time I was eight, nine years old up until, you know, I was 17 or 18, and just just laid, bared my soul as to the type of person I was and the change that Jesus Christ made in my life. And, and one of the, the men told my dad afterwards, he said, I don't know that I could have stood up there and, and said all those things. And my dad said, "That's his testimony." you know And you know how hard it was for me to say that stuff in front of my parents right you know right but, right. but, but that, that was an obstacle. And, and the point being that I don't want this to be about me, but the point being is that I, I've been saying lately as I've been looking for more opportunities that God has given me a talent to speak. He's given me a, a message to share and a burden to share that message. I get the feeling that you have kind of the same thing going on here.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're super talented with that. And I think, it's, I think it's your calling. And you continue to try to walk through that. I feel like for me, yes. Um, I get great energy from it. Um, but at the same time now I've, that I've, I'll say that I continue to walk through it and I feel like I'm going on the other side. It's, it's still a struggle days. When it rained five days in a row, it was hard. It was, it was hard to get up out of bed. And to speak truth and positivity in that moment, I was like, man, this is horrible. What the heck? It's raining again? It's hard to get out of bed. But yeah, so I've, I've joined forces with an association called, um, called NAMI, South Carolina. Yeah, it's the National Alliance for Mental Illness. And last night I was at a game at, at Daniel with it was R.C. Edwards and um, Gettys Middle School mm-hmm. and just talking about mental health and sharing sharing our stories and 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 trying to let people know that you're not alone these these feelings you are feeling the things that are going on within inside you you're not by yourself is it unique to you maybe so but you're not alone in how you are right now but also that you need help and that there are people out there that are willing and able and desiring to come alongside you. And that's that's what I hope. I'll throw this out there, Dan. As a as a former athletic administrator, I would have never shared my cell phone number in any platform yeah, like yeah, this. No, no kidding. But I'm going to do that, <clears throat> if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anyone out there that just needs to talk about this stuff, text me. It's 864-952-6937. 864 864-952- 952 Six nine three seven. Tell me you heard this, and just reach out and go, hey, my. You. You don't even have to tell me your name. I'm struggling with this. I just need someone to talk to. That's it. And if we wanted to go deeper with that at some point, you and me, just like the song says, "Love strong, you and me." Then let's do that. Um, I do feel like, as a male that deals with anxiety and depression, it's time to talk about it. And it's time to let other males in particular, in athletics even more strongly, that it's time to buck the trend that you just have to grind more and get through it. Sometimes you got to step back, take a breather, and work on it. Just like you're going to work on a set, you're going to work on a play, sometimes you got to step back and look at it and go, all right, so why isn't this thing working? Draw it up again.
2: Self-scouting, so to speak.
0: Yep. We do that every day. You're going to watch that in practice today with the paladins down here. Why can't we do that with our mental health? Why? Is it because we can't see it or is it because we're too proud and we don't want to say that we're weak or we're struggling with something? When you, every day the coach down there in the field goes, all right, we, we can't get this done. Why? Let's figure it out. Let's step back. Where's our weakness? We need to make that a little bit better. We should be able to do the same thing with our mental health and not
2: be ashamed of it. As we wrap it up, what are the safeguards, if any, that you have, and you may have already touched on some of them, but the safeguards you have to assure yourself as much as you can that you're going to continue to go forward and, and not find yourself slipping backward because you've said yourself, it's a daily battle. Yep. So, so what, what safeguards do you have in place to make sure that that daily battle as tough as the day may be, is still a day where at the end of the day you can say, I may have only gone forward a half step. Yeah. I may it, have gone but backwards, but, today. A, but at least I didn't go back.
0: Yep. So I check in with, with people, uh, who know my situation. And some of them may, have, may be dealing with their own, and so we're checking in on each other. I'm doing that tonight, uh, 8.30, with a buddy. Um, so I try to have those, and I schedule those. They're, just, they're not haphazard. Mm-hmm. Second thing is, is, is I continually try to find things to pump into my brain that are positive. So music's a big deal for me. Sometimes I find myself listening to some 80s music a little too much because I'm from that era, and it's not always the most positive of the lyrics. You're not so, trying
2: you're, with a hair girl. You're not trying to grow back into a hair band guy, are you? Yeah,
0: you know, I, I might be taking John Bon Jovi's spot. I mean, they might be coming back out on tour. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't think he has anything to worry about. <laughs> so, so I need to make an adjustment there. You know, I, I I'll I'll listen to some for King and Country, whoever else I I'm into at the time, um, and and then. I, Lastly, I'll I'll just share, my my wife is the person who knows me the best. And so she can continually look at me and be honest about, okay, this is where I see you going. This is what I see you choosing to do. Maybe you need to check yourself. And, you know, maybe at time to time, I'm like, what are you talking about? And then as I walk away from that and actually assess myself after what she said, very Mm -hmm. pointed, I can see it. And, and that helps me stay on target.
2: I think we both can say that, that we have wives that are saints who have stood by us in cer- different circumstances, uh, sure, obviously. Sure. But but have stood by us through the. How's your relationship now? Now? I would say. How, how was it and how is it now? Well,
0: I, I think because we were doing our jobs as parents and doing the grind of work, life, that it got out of whack. And I think during those times, you become you become distanced and, and even at times callous, and you just go through the motions. I think over the last two years, we've been able to reconnect, uh, maybe get back to and add more depth. Um, that's one of the things I didn't share was that opportunities have been, because we both work remotely Mm -hmm. we can do that anywhere in the world and so we've been to Merles inlet and other places to see things that we always didn't have time to do drive down there on a friday stay overnight see the beauty do our work travel home and we're together over all of that time rather than spending eight hours away from the very people that you really wanted to spend your whole life with right right and so those things that those have been good changes for me and her
2: you know it's amazing because when the pandemic shut college sports down, you know it, it shut baseball season down. And, and so my, the two-thirds of my college baseball season was gone. There was no minor league baseball season in the summer of 2020, which I do the Greenville Drive. Right. Uh, and, and as it turned out, there would be no fall football we played in the spring. So I went from March the 10th to November the 25th without broadcasting anything and was on furlough for the months of June and July in 2020. So it was a a lot of circumstances that you've not been through before. But the thing that it did, and, and, and please, as my pastor says, do not hear what I'm not saying. The pandemic is not a good thing. But Angela and I got to spend so much time together that we normally don't get Mm-hmm. because of my job mostly, but her job in the school system as well. And and we got to actually take a full-fledged vacation, just the two of us, for the first time in 30 years. Now, we've had vacations, but we've had kids and, and, yep. oh, and whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But just the two of us, and, and do some things. So even in the midst of that, God used that opportunity to bring us even closer. And as you said, I think that was a great phrase, add depth yep. to the relationship. So I, I, I get, yeah. I get what you're talking about.
0: I think, I think there are opportunities all over the place, but sometimes we are so out of balance. We don't even see it right. Mm-hmm. Opportunities. Like I never had time to go to a Clemson football game. I live five minutes from the stadium But because I was always working and at a game myself, Mm -hmm. I couldn't go. Well, what are the things that my boys and or my dad really love to do? They love to go down there and watch them play. Now I get to go. It's an opportunity. I saw it, but it was one more thing. Ugh. Now I get to go, yes. I have the time. Let's do it. It's a, it is an opportunity,
2: and I said we were in wrap up mode, and we are. But as as you say that, one of the things that that I'm kind of I don't think struggling's not the right word, but I, I am, and I don't mind sharing this. I'm I'm in a, a season where I'm praying for God to show me not not even what's next, but you know, okay, am I where you want me? Is is this what you want me to be doing? And what I'm finding is that maybe I'm afraid to let go because I I have something of a comfort zone. I'm afraid to let go, and and because I'm afraid to let go, is that keeping me from that next opportunity? Even in the midst of what you were going through, did you find yourself afraid to let go?
0: Yes. And this is a whole nother show, Dan, Mm -hmm. and so book me. Uh, my identity was wrapped up in what I did, and I loved it. I loved it until it became so much that I couldn't even love that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sucked the it sucked the joy right out of me. Um, so stripping that away, it was really hard because egotistically I liked being known. What I found was. When I walked back in the Sardis on a Wednesday for lunch, I was still greeted because I'm still Chris. Right. wasn't that because I wasn't the athletic director anymore. It wasn't that they didn't want to talk to me now. But I think that's what this fear, the paranoia, our egos start to tell us all of these things which aren't true. Well, no one's going to love me anymore. No one's going to want to spend time with me anymore because I don't do X, Y, and Z. I won't know what to do. And that might be true. But it doesn't mean that there won't be other opportunities that come along to use your skill set, the very things that God gave you, Mm -hmm and that you navigate down that path, and maybe it changes a little bit. You've already done that. To go from being a radio broadcaster to, to doing what you... You veered, and you made the adjustments, and opportunities kept coming along. Did they come when you wanted them? No. But did they come? Yes. And so maybe there's a, something else that's out there. Let's actually take maybe out and go, there will be something else out there and he's gonna make it come true.
2: Mm-hmm. Keep going. You have to be willing, and and actually, here recently, as I've been praying about just this type of thing, I, I've I've physically, because you know, you you can say it, and you can do, it, but physically, I've taken my hands and I've unclenched them, and I said, "This is me letting go, God. I'm 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 opening my hands. I'm letting go of my, of my whether it's my career or whether it's my, you know, my own." um, however you want to phrase it. I'm, I'm, I'm letting go and, and letting you put in this hand what you want to put in this hand. And and that's not, that's not easy to do. Yep. It, it's scary. Yep. All right. So I,
0: I know I'm doing shameless plugs today, I'm going to do another one. For King of Country, they have a song called Control. Mm -hmm. All right, Because I had to deal with this. I had to let go. Mm -hmm. And I had to physically stand just what you just did and open my hands up. Because we all walk around with a clenched hand. Every single one of us do. And we hold tight the things that we find dear. And in the song, I'm just going to read the lyrics real quick. You asked me to let go, but I thought I knew better. Afraid of surrender and what I don't know. I've always had a plan, but now I'm so weary and I can't see clearly and I forgot who I am.
2: Wow. Wow, right? Pretty good stuff. There's a story that I heard about a guy who died and went to heaven, and when he got there, the Lord took him into a room, and in that room was a door. And the guy asked God, what's behind that door? And he said, that's all the blessings I wanted to give you. But you wouldn't let go. And it sounds, sounds trite to a certain degree, but I, I, th- I think that's a lesson for all of us, and especially when you're dealing with something like you've gone through with, with your battle eventually you have to come to a point where you realize you can't fix it anymore. Yeah. I couldn't and, do and, it. and you've got to let go.
0: Yep. It's not easy. And I, We'll say out there to anyone who's listening to this or will listen to it. Um, we're not saying we have the answers, but we're willing to walk alongside you. But we know the one who does. We know the one who does, and we would be willing to talk to you about that. Um, we have people who are more experts even in that area that we can point you to. Um, but I I know for me, I can't get through my day-to-day as well as I think I do it now without the many blessings and opportunities that are put in front of me by the God Almighty.
2: Mm-hmm. Give people your phone number one more time.
0: Eight six four nine five two. Six nine three seven, And and again, I do not give this out lightly because, like I said on the broadcast at the Daniel football game the other night, ADs in the day, ADs don't get nice emails. And when a parent calls, they're not calling to say, good job. They're calling to say, little Susie and Johnny, how come they aren't playing more? Mm -hmm. And your coach is horrible or whatever. So know that if if you're just wanting to chat, talk, um, connect, you know, you want to do coffee. I love coffee. I'll buy the coffee. Let's, let's get together and talk and let's, um, let's try to help each other get through the day.
2: Chris Williams, thank you for not only your friendship, but you're, you're willing to be open. You're willing to be vulnerable and share the, the, the things that, that you've been through the painful things you've been through in an effort to try to help other people. If, if more people would be willing to do that, the world would be a better place. Thanks, Dan. All right. That's Chris Williams, my buddy, my friend, my pal, even though he is a Cubs fan. Go Cubs. Uh, yeah. And, and take the white socks with you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll wrap up uh, episode four of the newly rebranded Dan Scott show podcast in just a moment. What a heartfelt, honest, and at times fun conversation with my brother and my friend Chris Williams, a former AD at Southern Wesleyan University. I hope you will take him up on his offer if you're listening to this, especially as a man, because we know how we have been programmed. We have been taught to keep things in. Internalize things, keep pressing forward, keep working, keep doing all of those things that's ingrained in us from childhood. And sometimes you just have to stop and say, I can't do it this way anymore. So, Chris has offered you up his phone number, and I'll just offer you my email address again, thedanscottshow at gmail.com. If you'd like me to facilitate a conversation between the two of you, please. Please reach out and let me know. Dan Scott Show at gmail.com. We'll take a quick break and come back and wrap up this episode four of the Dan Scott Show Podcast in just a moment.
1: Sometimes in life you simply need to treat yourself to the best. And every time you lift a refreshing soda from Hank's Beverages to your lips, you're simply already a winner. It doesn't matter if it's a root beer, orange cream, vanilla cream, black cherry, or grape soda. There's a reason Hank's Beverages has been known as Philly's best for well more than a decade. Find Hank's online at hanksbeverages.net or you can find their product here in the upstate at Ingalls Supermarkets, Lowe's Grocery Stores, and Harris
2: Teeter. You might know that State Farm agent Ed Patterson has great service. He's your good neighbor, after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates, too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Ed Patterson has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Greenville. So call State Farm agent Ed Patterson at 864-322-0031 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Is your roof leaking or damaged? Do your gutters need repaired? You can Google roofing companies until your computer overheats, or you can simply call the best, Bracken Roofing & Gutter. Whether it's roof replacement, new and remodel installation, roofing insurance claims, whatever your needs, Bracken Roofing & Gutter will simply do it right the first time. And the same goes for gutter screen installations forget about balancing on ladders and cleaning your gutters let bracken roofing and gutters screen them for you today listen do not settle for subpar work get a free inspection today check out the reviews on facebook you'll see many satisfied customers and they're all saying the same thing that they're happy that they chose bracken roofing and gutter That's Bracken Roofing and Gutter. Call Kyle today at 864-704-5993.
1: Every sports fan's goal should be make it to the Hall of Fame. Well, we have you covered with Hall of Fame Sports Grill at 531 Wade Hampton Boulevard in Greenville. Known for their great food and fantastic daily specials, Hall of Fame has you covered with all the game action on their 30 televisions. Plus, weekly events like Tuesday night's Bar Trivia for Dummies, Wednesday night's Music Bingo, Thursday night's Dirty Bingo, and Karaoke with Fred Rock every Friday. That's 531 Wadehampton Boulevard, Hall of Fame Sports Grill.com.
4: Treat yourself to one of the fastest growing, most entertaining activities in the upstate with a visit to Kraft Axe Throwing. From casual axe throwing to the World Axe Throwing League, Kraft has it all right here in Greenville. Get in-house safety instruction, then claim a lane and start throwing today. League nights available for those who love to compete. Craft Axe Throwing, 1320 Hampton Boulevard in Greenville. Call 864-301-6032 or visit craftaxethrowing.com.
3: Sometimes cleaning up the neighborhood begins at home. When it does, call on Shane's Powerhouse Washing. Shane's is a family owned business which prides itself on being on time and doing the job right the first time. Residential or commercial, home, business, driveway, parking lot, decks, fences, even dumpster pads. If it needs cleaning, Shane's Powerhouse Washing will get it done. Also, ask about the handyman services available. Call today, 864 or check out the website, www.shane'spowerhousewashing.com.
2: Once again, I want to thank Chris Williams for being our guest on uh, episode four of the newly rebranded Dan Scott Show podcast. And uh, I I pray that you will take his offer seriously, that if you, uh, especially as a man, are, are finding yourself going down some of the roads that he talked about today, he gave you his phone number, please, please reach out and text him. I promise you he'll get back with you, or if you'd like me to facilitate a conversation, just shoot me an email, thedanscottshow at gmail.com, thedanscottshow at gmail.com. I'll make sure I get you in touch with Chris. It'll all be done confidentially and uh, maybe he can help you in some way, shape or form because of what he has been through and continues to deal with on a daily basis. You know, it's funny as men, we are programmed to internalize things and keep things inside and, and keep working and keep just our nose to the grindstone, so to speak, as, as Chris talked about in our interview. And sometimes doing that leads you into some dark places. And I hope if you get nothing else out of this today, that if you find yourself heading there, you're not alone. You are not alone. And there are people out there willing to help you, and Chris is one of those people. As I mentioned, this has been Episode 4 of the Dan Scott Show podcast. We are available wherever you find your podcast: iTunes, Google. I'm on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, really everywhere. So please go find it, share it, like it, comment. We need to hear from you. We need to get this thing growing and uh, just get it moving in the right direction. So please do that. And again, you can email me with any questions or comments that you have, good or bad. I want to hear it all. The Dan Scott show at gmail.com. And then before we go, I'll remind you again about the Dan Scott show channel on TuneIn radio, the app or the website where I've taken recent interviews, recent radio shows, archived interviews going back as far as 20 years plus speaking engagements at churches, men's groups, where I've shared my testimony and I've put it all into my own channel to try to have some fun with some of the old interviews that we've done and at the same time share Jesus Christ and what He has done in my life. That's the Dan Scott Show channel on TuneIn Radio. Check it out, and again, let us know what you think. That's going to wrap up Episode 4 of the Dan Scott Show podcast. We'll be back again next week with an all-new episode for you. Hope that you'll join us. Until then, I am Dan saying God bless you and so long, everybody.